This podcast is presented to you by High Desert Word Center in Barstow, California. For more information, visit hdwc.org. The title tonight is this, and uh, and it's this, Because the Sovereign Lord Helps Me. And if you're familiar with the 2000, whatever year this is, 21, High Desert Word Center theme verse, you know where I'm coming from with this. Does anybody remember what the 2021 theme verse is for HDWC? Isaiah 50, verse 7. Clearly, we need to review this. (laughs) Clearly, we need to review this. And so, Isaiah 50 and verse 7. I'm going to give you a chance to turn there because you need to see it with your own eyes. I mean, it's a lot easier to just look on the screen, but you need to catch this in your own Bible. You need to catch this uh, in your own reading device there. Isaiah 50 and verse 7. And it's, uh, well, tomorrow's July 1st, and so, I mean, we are officially over halfway through this year. And, uh, and I, you know, I don't know if you're like me, but there's only 178 days until Christmas. Does anybody else know that tonight? 178 days. And the way I see it, Christmas should really, the, the season starts somewhere back in October. So, my, according to my calculation, about 123 days until we can start really doing this thing right, okay? And so, we're getting there, and, and as I'm saying all that, we're halfway through this year, and as I look back, this is the verse that God gave us for 2021, and it's a powerful verse, and it has come true, and it has carried us to where we are right now, because 2021 has been a banner, breakthrough, off-the-charts, incredible year for High Desert Word Center. And I mean, just in my life, and in all of I, so many testimonies I see out here, it's been an awesome year, and it's not because there's not been any troubles... I've had tons of troubles try to come my way this year. I've had tons of devils and demons try to knock on my door and and try to come into my house. But because of verses like this right here, the answer is always no. I resist the devil. Who in here, you resist the devil when he comes and knock in. All right? And there's some people that just welcome him on in. And and we are not those people. We resist the devil. But Isaiah 50 and verse 7 is key to your success and to our success as a church family. Isaiah 50 and verse 7, it says, Because the Sovereign Lord helps me, I will not be disgraced. Who knows that the devil wants you to be disgraced? He wants to embarrass you. He wants you to back down from the Bible that you have preached and proclaimed all these years, all this time. The devil would love to disgrace you and say, oh, see, he doesn't believe it anyway. Hey, when push came to shove, he folded, she folded, she backed down from what she claimed she believed. But listen, that's not going to happen to us. Why? Because the sovereign Lord helps me. I'm not doing this on my own. I'm not out there saying, because David Samples is so strong, I will not be disgraced. You better know right now that I am not relying on my strength to do anything. I couldn't survive a Barstow summer in my own strength, let alone help lead a church and a family of all these kids and people. Listen to me. It's because the sovereign Lord helps me, I will not be disgraced. Well, what's up about that? Therefore, I have set my face like a stone, determined to do his will. And I know, 
And I know I will not be put to shame. Who thinks that that's some powerful stuff right there? Amen. And so who in here is with me saying, I'm not doing this on my own. I'm not relying on me. I'm relying on the sovereign Lord. And because of him, I have set my face like a stone determined to do his will. And I I love this verse. I am wild about this verse. Because I love seeing Christians that have actually set their face like a stone, determined to do God's will. When you have that attitude, it doesn't matter how people treat you. Why? Because your face is set like a stone on Jesus. So people may be doing this to you, and you don't even, man, whatever, you don't even notice, your face is set like a stone. The devil may come with attacks, and it doesn't matter, because my face is set like a stone, determined to do the will of God. So people will talk, the devil will throw fiery darts from the wicked one, but it flat out does not matter. I've got the shield of faith up on every side, and I am plowing right through that mess with my face set as a stone. And you know, Ephesians 6 talks about the armor of God. And it's incredible because as you study that out in, in truth, uh, you realize that that Paul is using the, the, the body armor and the weapons of the Roman army at that time. If he was in our modern day, he'd probably be talking about a bulletproof vest and, and you know, M16s and all that. But he had what, what they were talking about. And so, the, the Roman soldiers, it talks about the shield of faith. Their shields were powerful. It wasn't just a little, th- I mean, it was like super tall and they had locking mechanisms where you could lock up with the guy next to you and you could literally just build a little fort around yourselves with these shields that locked together. You were surrounded on every side by that shield and you could pop out and fire your arrows. You could pop out and and swing your sword and all that stuff. But listen to me, you, if you've got the shield of faith and you are hooked up with your brothers and sisters, we are surrounded on every side. I don't care what the devil says. I don't care what people say. I don't care what the government says. I don't care what the media says. Our face is set as a stone determined to do his will. And by God, that's what we're doing. And we are having a fantastic time doing it. It's a great time to be alive. There's never been a better day to be a born again child of God than what there is right now. And if you've got a revelation of what uh, the Bible says is going on right now, you're excited because you know, hey, wait, I've read about this before. I've read this story. I know what happens next. Jesus comes back. And so this is a great time to be alive and to be a child of God. But listen, this verse says it all right here. Why? It's because the sovereign Lord helps me. And if you really do know that, it'll change your life. It'll change your life. It'll change how you approach every situation. You will not ever go into any conflict, any battle, any situation feeling like you don't have the upper hand. When you have the revelation that greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world, you approach every conflict and battle realizing, wait, I've got the upper hand. Why? Because the sovereign Lord helps me. The sovereign Lord's not helping my enemy. 
The sovereign Lord's not helping the devil that's trying to form weapons against me. The sovereign Lord helps me. And when you have that attitude, when you've got that, that revelation, and believe me, not every Christian has that revelation. Believe me, not every Christian in this room has that revelation that the sovereign Lord really does help you. And he's on your side. If you had that, you would be approaching things sometimes from a whole different angle. You have got to know this. And so the focus and and the whole point tonight is this. Because the sovereign Lord helps me, I'm going to win. All right. And so let me show you just two things, because I know that Wednesday nights we are pressed for time. And so I want to get this to you tonight. All right. So because the sovereign Lord helps me, number one, you need to know where your help comes from. You need to know where your help comes from. Now, this may sound like a duh statement to most Christians, but I can assure you that it's not. I, you know, I, as I'm so grateful that that we're in a much better position. Uh, I don't know with all the craziness than we were even a year ago at this time or six months ago at this time, but. If you trust God and you know where your help comes from, then 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 you're going to act like it. And and so I, I would never want to make fun or put down anybody. But this is simply an example. OK, so hear my story. I am not putting down on or making fun. But I was at an event just a couple of weeks ago with somebody and 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 I, I felt bad for this person. I'm telling this out of compassion, not out of making fun. And so this person, a a Christian, a child of God, uh, uh, she she. She comes in and, 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 and she's, we're supposed to do a little business together and, and, and she's got two face masks on, a face shield, and she's terrified to even like be within six feet. I'm like, oh, okay, well, you can just hand me that and, and I'll come pick it up. She's like, telling you what, I've, I've had, I've fully vaccinated, I've got both shots, and, and I'm still, I'm terrified that I'm gonna die. And, and I'm like, wow, that's, I, I'm not making fun, but that is very sad to me that, a spirit of fear can control you to such an extent. You're obeying every rule they've told you. You've even got the shots and, 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 and you are still terrified to come into a church and talk to the preacher about something. That, that's sad. And I'm not making fun. I am not putting down, but it's difficult for me to see something like that and, 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 and think that that's somebody that would have confidence and say, Hey, because the sovereign Lord helps me, I can do all things through Christ. You should be able to go inside of a church building and and you should be able to go live your life without the devil paralyzing you with fear. You need to know that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. First John 4, 4. If you don't know it now, you know it. Write it down. First John 4, 4. Listen, Christians should not be controlled with with fear in that way. And so. Know where your help comes from. And so every Christian will say, oh, I know where my help comes from. If you do, then you're going to start having a little bit more confidence and a little bit more, uh, a little bit more trust in what, in, in, in what you're saying. And so, uh, I've, I've said this. In fact, I think I said this Sunday, but many people unintentionally give credit and shout outs to the devil. Now, let me explain myself, okay? So, anytime that we talk about all the good things God's doing, who gets praise for that? 
God, why? Because God likes to, he, he likes people to know the good things that he does, right? I mean, if I'm a, if I'm a mechanic, I would love it if you would just go out and leave me reviews online. I would love it if you would go around talking about, man, that guy fixed my car. I would love it because that, that does good for me. That makes more people want to come and be around me and I can help them do what I do. And so whenever I tell people, man, Jesus healed me of cancer. He's the healer. That makes more people want to go to Jesus. Amen. He receives the glory for that when we talk about the good things he has done. But listen, when people nonstop talk about how bad it is. Oh, it's it's bad, man. It is. You think that it's just going to get worse. I'll tell you what right now, you think it's bad, but it's getting worse. Oh, that old devil, he's after me. And Christians all the time, that old devil, that rascal, that devil, he should have seen what he did to me today. You should have. And when you are non-stop talking the negative, talking the bad, do you know what the devil's doing? Oh, I received that. Bring it on. Keep it coming. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, I did do that. Yes, I did put that on. Yes. Thank you. I receive it. I receive it. Keep it coming. He's eating it up. But you know what he doesn't like when someone's like, hey, you know what? The devil tried to put this on me, but I submitted myself to God. I resisted the devil and he had to flee. And then Jesus came and made the way the devil thought he had me. But Jesus came and grabbed me and I am through it. Amen. I always overcome. But when you start speaking like that, when you start saying, listen, I know where my help comes from. You're given the glory and the credit to God. Look at Psalm 121. Psalm 121. So, me and you chiming in about how bad things are doesn't help anybody at all, does it? No, it does not. It does not help anybody at all. But, when we talk about, I know where my help comes from, that helps people. Because I can point them to where the help comes from. Psalm 121. Psalm 121, and we're going to look at verses 1 through 2. Psalm 121, verses 1 through 2. I love this. I look up to the mountains. Does my help come from there? No. No, it doesn't. My help doesn't come from there. My help comes from the Lord who made the mountains. The Lord who made the heaven and earth. My help doesn't come from anything that you can even see here because my God is bigger than anything that you can see here or that you can comprehend. My help doesn't come from the mountains or from some person. My help comes from the Lord who made the heaven and the earth. And so here's the thing. I always know where my help comes from. I don't always know how God's going to get the help to me. But I always know that he is the source of my help. And there's never been a time, never been a time when I trusted God and he didn't come through and fulfill his end of the promise. He always comes through every single time. And I love it that God doesn't do it my way. You know what I mean? Anybody in here that you've got control issues and you just, anyone, you know, you know who you are. Don't raise your hand. Don't raise your hand. But you, you know who you are, okay? And you're like, okay, you know, loud and proud. Uh, but listen to me. Listen, you gotta, you gotta get to this place where just let God do it how He's gonna do it. And, and you don't have to always, uh, put God in a box and, and He doesn't have to do it your way. 
And, and, and so as we mature in our faith and as we grow, we start to realize that God can get the help to us any number of ways, whether it's healing, amen, whether it's finances, whether it's an intervention in your job, whether it, whatever it is, God can make the help happen and he can use very unlikely sources to get it done. And I love it when God does that because I think it's great that he's so much bigger and he can do things that I never saw coming. And uh, but the, but in the end, I know where my help came from. I was thinking of this one time. I man, I needed a specific amount of money. And this has happened lots of times to me, but I needed a specific amount. And I was like, God, listen, I'm claiming it right now. You can't do that. Oh, buddy, I claimed what I needed in the name of Jesus. By the end of this week, I'll have exactly this amount of money. And I didn't know how it was going to come in, but I knew it was going to come in. It had to. I had to have it. And God's my father. And so I said, this is what I need. And, and God, I'm leaving it in your hands. This wasn't some frivolous thing so I could go buy, you know, $500 of scratch offs and hit the big one. This was, I had to, I was a legit need, man. And so it was funny. A Sunday night service, someone comes up to me. And it's like, man, God laid it on my heart that I'm supposed to give you something. And I wasn't like, oh, wow. I'm like, oh, okay. You know, if God's telling you that, then that, praise God. You go ahead and do that. And he's like, well, just tell me what it is you need. And, and I'm like, uh, you know what? You just do whatever God puts on your heart. If God tells you something, you do it. Because I was telling myself, here's my chance. I'm going to prove this thing out. If this dude, and I'm just going to be flat out one of the biggest knuckleheads I know, okay? Just flat out, one of the most unspiritual people that I know in the world. And so if this dude, if, if God can get through to this guy, then I know that this is God. I'm like, what you, whatever God tells you is fine. That's between you and God. And sure enough, the dude shows up at my house later with the exact amount to the dollar. This is what God told me that I'm supposed to give to you. And I'm like, thank you, Jesus. That makes perfect sense. God bless you. I, I bless you in the name of Jesus. And, and so what I'm saying is this, is I know where the help comes from because the sovereign Lord helps me. But I'm not going to tell God how to do it. And I'm not going to put God in a box on how he's got to do it. He has a lot of avenues and a lot of ways to get the help to you. But in the end, I always know where my help comes from. It's not from any person. It's not from any government. It's from the Lord himself who made the heavens and the earth. And so I'm telling you, if you want to stick out in our modern day society, trust God. Have faith in God and don't don't get all all frazzled and freaked out when everybody else in the world does. If you would just be a solid, stable Christian that trusts God and believes the word of God, you will be the light of the world, as Jesus said, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. Amen. Listen to me. If you would just live your Christian life uh, stable and consistent and trust God and not be frazzled and, and, and scared like everybody else is, you'll stick out. Look at Psalm 46. Psalm 46. Who's having a good time tonight? You still glad you came to church? All right. Amen. 
Um, we're here to, I mean, I know you've had a long day. You've been out there working. It's a little bit hot, right, Cletus? A little bit hot out there, a little bit warm. But listen, we came to bring you into a cool building so we could fire you up. We're here. We're here to get you through the rest of your week. Someone was asking me just the other day, you know, why, why, why a Wednesday night? Why a church in the middle of the week? And I'm like, man, listen, we need, I need that middle of the week fill up that middle of the week pick me up the world is out there all i mean they're fire and stuff and and we are bombarded with junk every day i need wednesday night church and i need i need all the church i can get are you like me you just need all the church you can get there's just i mean you need you need it all that's me i need all of it psalm 46 i guess i better turn there myself psalm 46 and if you know me, you know that I love the Psalms. I, I, I spend a lot of time in the New Testament, of course, but I spend a lot of time in the Psalms. So Psalm 46, verses 1 through 3, God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. Say amen to that right there. That's good news. He is always ready to help in times of trouble. So we will not fear when earthquakes come and the mountains crumble into the sea. What's what's that saying is when the whole earth is shaken and falling apart, we don't have to fear like everybody else does. Because God is our refuge and strength. Now, not everybody can say that. There's a lot of people in this world that God is not their refuge and strength. They don't belong to him. They never accepted Jesus as their savior. He's certainly not their Lord. And he's certainly not their refuge, their fortress, their rock. He's none of those things to them. And so, yeah, it makes perfect sense that they're flipping out and, and scared and what's going to happen next. And, 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 and they don't know what's going to happen from one day to the next. But listen, we are not those people. I'm not those people. Because the Lord is my refuge and strength. He's always ready to help me out in times of trouble. So I refuse to fear when earthquakes come and the mountains crumble into the sea. I absolutely refuse to live my life with fear. I'm going to trust God to come to my help every single time there's trouble. I'm talking about every single time time there's trouble you need to know where your help comes from the sovereign lord helps you and when you know that you can set your face as stone determined to do god's will distractions come you just keep straight ahead you know the enemy comes people come problems come and you just set your face straight ahead and it's like it's like he doesn't even know those things are going on i i barely do i my face is set as a stone determined to do god's will i remember another story back when katie and i were in college you know we we had just uh, gotten there into oklahoma and and we were poor okay i'm just gonna say it we were poor <laughs> and it was bad. It was rough. I didn't like being poor. If you anybody that says, well, you know, poverty is a blessing from God. They have never been poor. Obviously, it was awful. I didn't like it. 
I hated it. We were so poor, we got Gmail accounts just for the free spam. I mean, we could... Listen, it was bad, dude. It was awful. But to make matters worse... To make matters worse, I go out to my truck one morning, and I, I had a prestigious job. I swept out self-storage sheds, you know, at the storage place. So I get out. It was good, man. It was good stuff. I already weighed 160 pounds. One Oklahoma summer, I weighed 130 pounds. I mean, I was just skin. When we visited my mom at Thanksgiving, my mom was in tears when I walked off of the airplane. She was like, oh, my gosh. And she thought I was starving to death. She thought I was, you know, and, and it was, I mean, it was bad. But I remember I go out to the parking lot, and, I, and I've got this old Chevy S10 pickup truck, and I'm getting ready to go, you know, make my $5 an hour. And all the windows are busted out of my truck. Like, oh, Why? Why? And so I go out there, and, and I had had this cheap CD player. For you younger people, we used to have these little things called compact discs. They had music on. Come on, you know you know who you are. And so you'd put that in there, yeah, and you would listen to that music. It was good. It was good. But somebody stole my CD player and broke all the windows in the process just to be mean to me. And And so I'm like, well, you know what? Praise God. I know where my help comes from. My help comes from the Lord who made the heaven and earth. If he can make the heaven and earth, he can make windows. If he made the heaven and earth, he can make money come to me. I don't, I don't know how it's gonna happen. But it is gonna happen. And you gotta realize that you know where the help comes from. You don't always know how it's gonna come. And you don't always know exactly when it's gonna come. So I spent the next couple weeks driving like Ace Ventura with my head out the window, driving down the freeway. And it was, it was wild. It was, you know, it was, it was messed up. But one day after, after class, Bible college, someone, I had met this guy one time, he comes up and, I mean, he's, I don't, He's been the same boat as me. None of us, you know, we're just rolling in the dough. But he comes up and he's like, man, I heard about the window thing. Here, here see this? He handed me a business card. He's like, take your car, your truck to this uh, uh, this window place over here. It's already paid for. Just tell him your name. Just show up and it's already paid for. And I'm like, thank you, Jesus. Not a chance in the world. We're eating ramen every night, right, Lawrence? Like, it looked like Justin Timberlake's hair back from the 1990s, all right? It was messed up stuff. But I knew where my help came from. It came from the Lord who makes the heavens and the earth. And so I'm encouraging you right now that no matter what you're going through, okay, it may be much larger than the, you know, stories I've told tonight. I'm, I'm sure maybe it is. But it's the same God who made the heaven and the earth because the sovereign Lord helps me. Well, who, who do you think you are? Why do you think that you're going to make it through that? Because the sovereign Lord helps me. I will not be disgraced. Well, aren't you afraid that it, that, that it, maybe it won't happen? I will not be disgraced. Well, what are you going to do? I am going to set my face like a stone determined to do his will. Well, what next? I know I will not be put to shame. You better get this revelation in your heart. And so the second thing I'm going to talk about tonight is this as we will wind down here soon. But you need to know where your help comes from. And then I want to tell you this. You need to trust and obey. 
This is not deep. I mean, I know if you came tonight hoping to hear a groundbreaking theology, I'm not giving you that tonight. But what I'm telling you is you better trust and obey. And that's simple stuff. But there's this old hymn written 1887 called Trust and Obey. It sounds so simple because it is so simple. Now, sometimes it's difficult. Sometimes you're going to have to really apply yourself to this. Sometimes you're going to have to choose to turn off the distractions, get rid of the phone, turn the TV off. Sometimes you're going to have to make some decisions to get rid of some obstacles to you doing this. But trust and obey. You've got to make this decision in your life. And, you know, I can't tell everybody what the rest of 2021 is going to bring to the world. I I mean, I don't know all that, but I can tell you what I'm going to do and what you're going to do, because I know you so well. You're going to trust and obey just like you've always done. You're going to trust God. You're going to choose to believe that his word is true and that he's not a liar. You're going to choose to obey that word even when you don't understand why he's telling you to do some of these things. You're going to trust and obey the same thing we've always done. And I was thinking about this, you know, back in the 90s. I don't know. I'm I'm really reverting to the 90s tonight. But but there's this old cartoon we watched called Pinky and the Brain. All right. Loved this. If you've never seen this, it's fire. You've got to go look this up. It's awesome. But but Pinky and the Brain. And so at the end of every episode, uh, Pinky would say to Brain, the mouth, well, what are we going to do tomorrow night? And it was always the same answer. The same thing we do every night. Try to take over the world. And so when people are like, well, well, what are we going to do for the for the rest of the year? The same thing we do every year. Trust and obey God. Preach the word. Be ready. Preach the word. We're going to lay hands on the sick and they're going to recover. We're going to believe God for the finances we need. We're going to restore the broken marriages. We're going to claim victory in every situation. The same thing we've been doing for the last however many years. I'm not changing a thing. I'm doing what we've always done. Trust and obey. Bay, we've got to trust God. Look at this last thing with me tonight. Psalm 9. Can we look at Psalm 9? Amen. Psalm chapter 9. But we are over halfway through this year. And I am so grateful for this verse that God gave us. Amen. I, I'm hearing it in the back, man. I love this. Amen. Come on. Can we get it? <laughs> All right. Psalm 9. And verse 10, I'm going to read this in the New King James, Psalm 9 and verse 10. It tells us, and those who know your name will put their trust in you. For you, Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. That is really good news. Really super good news if you are someone who seeks God. I'm going to read that again. And those who know your name will put their trust in you. Is there anybody in here tonight? You know his name. I know the name of the Lord. I know the name of Jesus. I love to sing and to preach and to speak the name of Jesus. If I'm in a spot and I don't know what to do, I just say the name of Jesus. Just say the name of Jesus. 
And and I know where my help comes from. Those who know your name will put their trust in you. For you, Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. If you are honestly seeking God right now, listen, you can stand on this. He has not forsaken you. He will rescue you every single time. You will make it. You will succeed. You will be victorious because the sovereign Lord helps you. You're not going to be disgraced. Why? No, you're not going to be disgraced. You're seeking God. Your face has set like a stone determined to do his will. You will not be put to shame if you are absolutely seeking him and you are legit about it. You're not just saying it. You're being legit about this thing. And so I'll just throw this verse on the screen. James 1.22. I said this Sunday and you need to know this verse. You need to know James 1.22. And it's an easy verse to memorize, but I encourage you to start memorizing Bible verses. And some people are like, well, I don't have that good of a memory. And I've, I'm, I've noticed oftentimes people that tell me that, not every time, but oftentimes they could quote me sports statistics from 40 years ago, but they don't have a good memory for memorizing things. I'm just saying, you know, maybe, but, but listen, God will help you, but you need to start getting some verses memorized, okay? Don't go out and try to memorize the whole Bible all at once, but start with some verses that you can memorize, and you need to get them in your heart. David said, I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. You need to have some verses hidden in your heart. And this is a verse that you really need to know so you can remind yourself of. James 1.22 in the New King James, but be doers of the word and not hearers only or you're deceiving yourselves. And as we've said, it's it's bad to be deceived, but it's a whole lot worse when you're the one doing it to you. Right. I don't want anybody playing tricks on me, but I don't want me playing tricks on me, especially. I don't want to deceive myself. And I'm encouraging you tonight. And as we close out, we said trust I mean, everybody says amen to trust. I know I gotta do that. I've gotta be, I gotta trust God. I, and I do, and, I, and I've gotta do that. And it's all about trust. And trust is awesome, but you also have to obey. Because the blessing, and we've said this so many times, the blessing is not simply in knowing the word, though there's great blessing in knowing the word, but you're not gonna receive from God until you become a Doer of the word of God. And so as we, you know, move into the second phase of this year and as we really start, you know, with just so many great things going on. Listen to me. You're going to have to trust and obey. You're going to have to know where your help comes from, but you're going to have to be a doer of God's word. It's not enough to just know what it says. You've got to take it to the next level and do what it says. Well, sometimes it's hard. Yes, sometimes it's really hard to walk in love, to forgive, to to give of yourself, to be, you know, for be a tither, all these things. But the blessing's not in the knowing, the blessing's in the doing. And I guarantee that you're going to finish this year strong. You're going to you're going to finish. There's good things coming if you'll trust and obey. There will be obstacles. There will be battles. There will be enemies to fight. But you will win. You will win if you know that your help comes from heaven. 
and you're not on your own and you trust him and you obey what he says to do. Amen. Let's go ahead and stand up together tonight. Praise God. Thank you for listening to this podcast. For more information, visit hdwc.org. 